I've experienced ghosts. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees a ghost. Well, the cool thing about ghosts is it's psychological and it's just you getting messed with, you know, if it's your mind playing tricks on you. And in my tiny little brain. Or if something's actually happening. I felt a presence like. And there's like a subtlety to it. I did experience some ghost activity. All the, the ghost stories and the great ghost movies. I grew up in a haunted house. It's a very, very old farmhouse. There were things that happened to me that I didn't tell anyone about. She was taking a bath and someone kept knocking on the door. Yeah, that was me, that was me. And there was a glowing green orb, but like huge, like took up the entire space. Wow, that's that's surprisingly little evidence. Something would just push him <gasps> super hard from behind and knock him down. That was me as well. There are plenty of other stories, but- Any legit ones? Is there one that you were, was there one that you were there for that you saw? No, so shut up and let me finish. Green or you saw a green orb Excuse me! No, okay, I will say though- That was me as well, I was there then too. I was always there. I stayed there more than I did my own house. I thought there were going to be more, you know, more than... It was huge! Listen. People in general are just so vindictive and hateful that if there were ghosts, they would be everywhere. It would be chaos. I would let nobody rest. There wouldn't be a pot and a pan every once in a while hitting together. It would be doors slamming. Everything's going wild because every ex-girlfriend is back. Uh, yeah, I'll get scared. Don't, I'll be very scared. Uh, don't, it's not that I'm not scared of them. I am. Well, my mom does this thing where she's like, we always feel spirits. I like to freak myself out and try to convince myself that it's real. Why, why doesn't one of them do something? I'd like to see them do something. Ghosts are a thousand percent real. What are you talking about? I guess when I see one, I'll believe it. But if you're out there, ghosts, reveal yourselves. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent, here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Hello. Before we get going tonight, we have a very exciting announcement. You can now hear even more evil by becoming a patron. That's right. Patreon forward slash Speak All Evil. You can access exclusive weekly evil content. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want. It's live, and I uh, hope to see you there. Also, on a, a similar note, we still have some T-shirts and stickers here. If you want to write a review of the show wherever you listen, take a screenshot of that review. Email to Trent at speakallevil.com with your shirt size. We'll send you some gear. So we were going to talk about ghost movies this week, and you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a whole process that goes into deciding you know, which movies we watch and talk about every week. And it's a process in which everyone has some amount of, of individual say, and then there's a lot of group discussions, and there's sidebars, a lot of lobbying, and, uh, you know, pressure <laughs> campaigns, influence peddling, all kinds of... Sure. That's all me. That was me. It's just like the ghost. That, that's me as well. Oh, no, I do behind it. the scenes. I do it too, big time. Uh, but this week, I think we can say the, the process failed. Uh, I, well, can we explain to the listener? I mean, the, the people who have been listening since the beginning know we went down from four movies to two movies. And how we split this up was in teams. So Kevin and I are a team, and Trent We're and not Kat a team. I'm team. not a Those team. Are, Kat and I are not a team. Well, I just want to say. How dare you? 
Are I, you wow. kidding me? Kat's going to quit Kat, before this episode's that over. That hurts. Well, you didn't. I've quit no, like 40 times already. Well, you, you didn't dis- <laughs> we didn't you discuss. Uh, we didn't discuss the movies, Kat, this week, you and I, other than I said, oh, please yeah, because- not. Except when I said, please not that one. <laughs> that was. I felt bamboozled because somebody, I won't say who, was like, I need these picks before That's I start me. editing. That was me. You watched it today. <laughs> and I well, was I a little drunk. I had a little downtime. I was a little drunk. And so I was like, oh, oh no, I don't want to upset Dave. I got to make my pick right now. And I should have gone with my I first pick. I thought you weren't going to say any names. What was your first pick? Oh, sorry. My first, uh, you're not even going to like my first pick was Ghost Ship. I told you guys, Ghost Same Ship. Same fucking director. Which, I feel like it was slightly better than one you yes, landed on. Was... I thought 13 Ghosts would be better. Okay, so I picked... Let's get it out in the open, everyone. I picked 13 Ghosts. I'm so fucking sorry that I picked (laughs) this god-awful movie that we all had to watch. In my mind, in my defense, when this movie was constantly showed on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was ages 11 to 14... I thought it was the scariest movie I'd ever seen. I thought the gore was a lot. There were some really aggressive boobs that were looking me right in the face. And I guess that scared me a little bit. I don't know why. They were just very firm, you know. They Um, were. Motionless. A little too firm. Like, it kind of looked like they hurt a little bit. Maybe that's what scared me the most. But I'm very sorry that I put you guys through that this week. Because I thought you guys were just being huge babies about it texting me the past however many days about my pick and then i watched the movie this morning and i understood why you were so upset with me uh so let me give you a little rundown here i feel like every time one of us is scared of a movie as a child and we bring it to the table here that's when we get in trouble what happened to me last week and i got fucking vetoed what's that so that's what happened to me last week and i got vetoed well, I didn't let anyone veto me. I just said yeah, I was doing it. Trent tried. I had the, I had like, the first know, mutiny of the of the goddamn show. Trent did text oh, me. And he was like, "Episode's not over." He's like, "You know, you could take your time. Like, you don't have to make this pick right now." And I'm like, "No, it's good. No, thirteen ghosts is good. Thanks." Uh, sunglasses emoji. Cool. <laughs> I did use the sunglasses emoji. You want to set up whatever like yes. this, the plot is supposed to be in this. Yeah, I'll get, you know what? Let me give you guys a little rundown. Uh, 13 Ghosts, directed by Steve Belt, is a 2001 cinematic masterpiece uh, that follows a family that inherits a spectacular old house from their eccentric uncle, but the house seems to have an agenda all its own. Oh. A.K.A. there is a certain number of ghosts trapped within this house how many i guess we'll find out (laughs) it's 12 and then there's a whole thing anyway what can i say about this movie except for that it had some cool gory moments um like the first death you see you know that guy just getting slipped like slipped in the middle like i feel like that was very good I, I like that death. That was a cool and death. I liked it. I didn't, anyone catch a little about while later? Uh, the the rapper Rod Digga, who is in this, says the lawyer split. <laughs> I did. Yes. I put that. I was like, good pun. See, yes. if anything, the puns in this movie 
are good. I remember it being scary slash funny slash good. I was incorrect. That was a note that I made. Um, should have picked ghost ship was another note that I, I like, put down. I love that. That's your um, like that. That's your you know. Ah, if I had it to to do over again, I would have picked another really shitty movie that everyone would hate. Between the two, ghost ship was definitely better. It definitely had a lot more plot. In what general. kind of plan B is that? What kind of plan B? That'd be like if I was like, oh, you know, if I don't make it a musician, I'll become a professional hacky sacker. <laughs> I don't know, Dave. You like, tell me. You need to have a better plan B than Ghost Ship. They're the same director. Yeah, it would have been just I mean, the same that, era. Yeah, it's the same. It's an awful, awful movie. Are we? Listen, can, can have we you go seen around, Ghost Ship? Around? I'm sorry. Let's continue on with Ghost Ship. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's okay. terrible. Well, then I don't know what to tell you because I thought it was at least better than this. Well, I think one. I think Cat Cat thought that it had to have Ghost in the title. I think that's is what not happened. what I so thought. It was this or Ghost Rider or Ghost Ship or <laughs> Ghost. Ghost I would have been happier with Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Uh, right? Yeah, Patrick Swayze <laughs> and Ghost would have been a little well, scarier. It's clear that I fucking clay. went array apparently. Uh, a rye. Huh? A rye. Who fucking cares at this point? This uh, fucking yeah, week. A, a nice marble rye. Anyway, uh, what did you guys think of this film? <laughs> I have some good things to say about this movie, actually. Oh, okay. Me too. I was pleasantly surprised that Rod Digger was in it. I was. Uh, she's a flip mode represent, uh, Busta Rhymes squad. Um, one of the one of the best female rappers uh, from the late nineties. Um, and she didn't die. As soon as I saw her in this, I was like, all right, she's never been in a movie before. Mm. She's a rapper and old horror movies always kill the black person first. I was really happy to see that they did not do that in this. She made it all the way to the end, even though she did do the stereotypical, like what the hell at the end, like (laughs) kind of got the script got a little bit, um, weird all, all the way through the, the script is weird, but. I did like Rod Digga. I thought she did a good job. I liked the death of the lawyer. I love Tony Shalhoub. I was very sad to see him at his lowest point. It's like when you see someone that you really look up to, like pooping their pants and throwing up at the same time. And they're just like out of their mind drunk or something. And you're like, wow, you know, I had so much respect for this person until this moment. That's how I felt about Tony Shalhoub in this movie. Um, Another thing I liked about this movie was the oversized baby with the child that looked like an old lady. Mm. That was a good combo monster. Um, I didn't understand the significance of most of the monsters and what sort of like contraptions they had stuck to their heads. I assume that's like how they died. Like he got his head stuck in a box or something, but, um, there was a lot of bad things about this, but again, I was wondering if I had seen this when I was young, um, would it have seemed any less good than like a Hellraiser or something? Like I might've been into it watching this today for the first time. I absolutely hated it, but I was trying to like it. I wanted to be the one all you guys hated it. I was like, oh, you know what? Well, this was actually pretty deep. <laughs> uh, and I tried for you, Kat. I really I, did. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Somebody's Robert got Zemeckis uh, was on this as a producer. Really? And I don't think it was an executive producer. 
And I was surprised uh, that, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, Ghostbusters. You might know Ghost. Might at least be funny. Oh. Nope, not funny. I wanted to like this, too. I, I, I approach every movie that we watch uh, wanting to like it. And I thought, surely there will, if I can't like it, I at least try to find things within it that I can appreciate, if not enjoy, something surely can be taken from this that somebody put a lot of time and effort, in some cases, money into. Um, definitely, I would say, worst movie I've seen in association with this podcast. No question Aww. about it. Um, very similar. I think this is like the event horizon of ghost movies. Very similar to me to Event Horizon. Way worse than worse, a, though. Way worse, Man. way worse. I would You're if, welcome, if, Kevin. If I had to watch tonight, if I had to watch either Thirteen Ghosts or Leprechaun Four, I would without even thinking about it for a second. I would say Leprechaun Four. I cannot hate this movie enough. Uh, our old friend from Scream. I don't care who he is. I know his name, but it doesn't matter enough <laughs> Matthew Lillard. To, to write it down because he's so bad. Um, Dave, I'm surprised to find out you're a, you're a Monk fan. You're talking about the guy, Rob, what's his name? Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> uh, I like him in Monk, but I actually, I, I watch Mrs. Maisel and he's the dad. And he's yeah, he's just so like, good. Just sewage, super oh. like Jewish stereotype dad, um, New Yorker. Um, and I, I like him as an actor. He's, I just I, I just knew him from uh, he played Monk on the USA yeah. Network series Monk about the OCD he also, PI. Yeah. He I also like graduated too, from my alma mater, USM University of mm -hmm. Southern Maine, crown jewel of the theater department. Kevin, I don't, I don't. There's only so many ways I can say how much I hated it. What did you think? <sighs> Look, I watched this twice. <laughs> Listen. So we recorded, uh, we recorded our upcoming episode with the kids on Saturday night, and then I stayed up and watched uh, 13 Ghosts, and then I actually got home and, and cranked it out again. It's entertaining. I'll say that. The movie looks great. It's shot very well. The special effects are pretty cool. The problem is it's such a stereotypical late 90s, 2000, early 2000s horror movie that is just 90 minutes of a fucking music video can you just cut <laughs> it with the flashes and there were people complaining about this movie because people with epilepsy said they couldn't even watch it and watching it the second time after kind of are trying to research it i was like yeah i mean this is just ridiculous um we should talk about the fact that this is a remake of a 1960 film of the same name and in that remake, I believe playing the nanny, which is played by Rod Digga in this one, it was Margaret Hamilton who played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, who we just talked oh, about in our Pets yeah. episode. Uh, the OG was directed by William Castle, who was held in high regard in the horror world. He's often spoken of in the same breath as Roger Corman when it comes to influences. Hitchcock specifically mentions Castle as a filmmaker who inspired him to make specifically Psycho. Castle also did the original House on Haunted Hill, which also got a terrible late 90s, early 2000s remake. And that's another one you could have picked, Cat, that probably wouldn't have helped your batting average much. But what was that? Catherine Zeta-Jones? Uh, the, ca the cast is, is horrible. 
I agree with you, Dave. <laughs> I love Tony Shalhoub, and I actually like F. Murray Abraham, who plays Uncle Cyrus. Yeah, me too. He's such a good villain. Both of them such good actors that this was clearly, like, for Abraham, clearly a late career cash grab. I mean, this dude won an Academy Award. He was in Scarface, and here he is as, you know, crazy Uncle Cyrus. So this dude was in it for a paycheck. You're talking about Zemeckis. I mean, these movies were getting churned out because they were instant cash grabs. However, this movie bombed. They dropped $42 million on this almost 20 years ago, and they only made 68 back. So when you factor in marketing costs, I mean, they lost their shirt on this movie. Shannon Elizabeth playing a fucking teenage daughter is one of the least believable things I've ever seen. Shannon Elizabeth in this movie was one year older than Rod Digga, who played her nanny. That, that's just how out of control this era of filmmaking was. And uh, Matthew Lillard literally can only play Stu from Scream. That's it. He's got like <laughs> one level. from Scooby-Doo. His I don't even love him as Shaggy. <laughs> His best attribute is he's really good at drooling. Go back and watch this guy's performances. He can. He is the most dangerous person in the world during COVID nineteen. He is capable <laughs> of producing spit like better than Cujo, and he's terrible. It was a great drool scene. Yeah, uh, there were some cool casting things like Kalina, who play uh, was played by uh, M. Beth Davids. I don't know if you guys remember her from Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. and she sort of has that uh, really cheesy homage to the Army of Darkness when like. Shit's going crazy, and she shows up to save the day. She's suddenly in the house, and she's like, opens this crazy book, and she's like, this is the Arcanum. Many people have died in the quest for this book. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you're totally trying to, like, tie into Army of Darkness or something right now. Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, the reason I hated this movie even more than I remember hating it back in the day is it is the single most unresearchable movie ever with so many bullshit references. So like The Last Exorcism, I was so excited when they started throwing around words like Arcanum, the Black Zodiac, the Ocularus Inferno, and I'm like, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm going to find some cool shit. I'm going to find something to make this movie legit. All of it was bullshit. All of it's made up. Well, that's the thing with all the mumbo-jumbo in... Like, ghost movies, to me, they shouldn't have any of that explanation. That's what's scary about it, is the unexplained. Yeah. Um, So when they start going, well, it has to be, they have to go through the portal of love to the the eye, and then you meet your wife and sacrifice yourself. Tony Shalhoub had to, like, walk into the eye of the 13 ghosts to find his love and beat everything with love. When I heard that part, I turned off my TV immediately. And I stood up and I walked away and I was like, okay, he's going to walk through some eye portal to meet his dead wife and beat the ghosts with love. Like this could be some really bad CGI. So I prepared myself mentally. I was relieved to come back and see the climax was not that, but it was the kids trapped in the spinning blade. At least it was a little bit uh, sadistic or a little twisted more than what I thought was going to happen. But... When I was researching the film and like the old one, they had this really cool thing when it, when they showed it is they gave you 3D glasses and this is like back in the day. And so you could only see the ghosts on the screen through these, like through one lens of the 3D glass. And that was like a big deal back then. And so like they brought that back to the remake 
you know, where everyone puts on the glasses oh, and they the can glasses, see the ghost yeah. and blah, 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 blah. So it was like that. So it's like the audience, it would have been a cool thing to do it in 3D. I don't know if they did because I was probably like four when it came out. But oh wait, 2001, I was 10. I was 10 years old. Um, but I will say that I looked up all the ghosts to like see what the fuck. And apparently there's a whole thing like a... I don't know, like not director's cut, but there's, there's a like an extra on the, on the DVD. yeah on the DVD where they explain every ghost and blah yeah. blah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, maybe if that was important enough, you should have just put that in the fucking movie. Like, why? It, so now I gotta look these up. It's not. It's, it's just, not important enough. It's just dumb. Nothing's no, important. but I mean, re- reading that was actually better than watching the movie. Yeah, because because honestly. the ghosts do look cool, and I actually, if you take yeah. out Matthew Lillard from the opening scene. That's a pretty cool opening scene with the first ghost they show. Like, that guy's a mm-hmm. bad dude. And all the ghosts look fantastic. I just have no idea. Say fant- I mean, fantastic can mean a few different things. I, I didn't think they looked... I didn't think the ghosts... I thought they looked ridiculous, like they were in a new metal band or something. Yeah, the, the guy has, like... He has, like, 200 railroad spikes through his body. Like, what? Um, what did look cool, though, and a, a lot of people... I noticed that like the one good thing that some people said about this movie is like the set design is top notch. The set design is like the worst steampunk wannabe shit. Like everything has a cogs on it in circles or something. Like uh, they're trying to do some like new metal steampunk. But that first scene, I will say, um, everybody's wearing these like clear vinyl jackets. Like they almost look like fireman's jackets, but they're clear vinyl. And this is 2001. There should have been a really obnoxious, like post-grunge metal band that wore those clear vinyl jackets on stage in 2001. I bet there was one. Um, so it's Mudvayne really it. smacks of a time and place. You would predict that some new metal would be in this that was not in. No, but it still it, it, it had was, that. It was hip hop at the end. Yeah, it, it had was that feel. theme song. I'm so sorry. I don't know what else to say, you guys. No, no. I guess we gotta we gotta do because we can still talk about it. We gotta do Ghost Two soon, I guess, to (laughs) (laughs) make up for this. No, I could say two nice things. Me and Kevin got it. Your team, obviously, you know, you guys are little too. What what is this like? I don't know. You say you guys both are uh, talking about drinking and stuff. Maybe you're a little wet in the brain. Me and Kevin got this. We'll get a little. This isn't uh, like a bridge tournament. I don't know this team. First of all, this team stuff is about. Wait, I know, but Trent, I mean, are this you is... not? You don't want to be on the same team as me? Well, maybe if we have some sort of coordination, if we act like a team, you know, maybe we could be a team. I don't know, but Listen, when I just I, I find about Kevin about your picks, Kevin in, telling me to pick fucking the others, and then I'm like, well, I'm not going to pick the others because he told me to you pick it. You should listen so to Kevin. Like, Apparently, yeah. Jesus well, Kevin, Christ. yeah, I didn't really appreciate how how Kevin just like blurted out like has you know our pick for us like kevin uh, calm down you know we'll we'll Mm -hmm. we'll think about it maybe we'll maybe we'll pick the others maybe i thought it was our week the way he confidently like dropped the pick in there i was like yeah oh wait i thought it was their week why is kevin picking i know Mm -hmm. i was confused for a minute Mm -hmm. myself i i don't know politics Politics. unfortunately (laughs) he was right that's the part that sucks for you guys you guys are all stubborn i want to listen to kevin but he's got facts well it was it was funny at the end when um lillard is like they're they're trying to they're all trying Lillard. to figure out what to do to get out of Lillard. the stupid house. Lillard, Lillard, whatever his name is. Uh, just one hope I never see him again. And he says, <laughs> he says it doesn't add up. And then Shalhoub's character says, "How much of this equation even makes any sense at all?" 
And I thought that was like kind of funny, you know, like, yeah, you got it, buddy. But it was it was kind of nice to um, to watch something entirely brainless. The, the day I watched this, I had been like intensely concentrating and focusing all day. So I did kind of enjoy like, well, at least I don't have to pay attention to this stupid fucking thing and just kind of <laughs> sit back and marvel at how terrible it is and write down some jokes. So yeah, just to uh, j- there was one scene that I noticed like right away and it's early when the lawyer is is showing up to to the family's kitchen to tell them that the uncle has passed and left them the house in literally 5 seconds you see very clear placements for coke dasani minute maid and goldfish <laughs> and it's it's under 5 seconds oh, and they're all like super and, and the camera's moving around and i was like coke dasani minute maid Oh, this is a late 90s, early 2000s movie. They couldn't put it in the glass house. They had to put it in the shitty apartment. (laughs) Well, that's what all all the weird writings all over the walls really meant. If you went hard enough, those were all advertisements. Drink your Ovaltine. Oh, my God. That's the secret. In Latin. Yes. You know, I feel like hip hop in older uh, horror movies is always depicted in, in just not a great light. Mm, yeah. I thought Rod Digga uh, represented pretty well. Um, Busta Rhymes was in like some bad horror movies and stuff. They made her start playing the security system or something. She was like scratching like on the scratching right. on the yeah, thing. I, I was that. like, they're not really doing that. Yes, they are. They're doing. It. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I was surprised yeah. by that scene. Was that everything is uh, connected by? these keys and this really high tech system that's really expensive, but yet everything else is run by this really primitive tape machine. <laughs> like from the seventies. It's like how people listen to seventies music. <laughs> the brain does one, two, control over this big crack tape. My pick this week was We Are Still Here, the Ted Gagan 2014 film. This is free on Prime if you have a membership. No extra charges from the human Trentipede tonight. I really like this movie. Um, This was on Shudder for a while, and I didn't get around to it. So I was happy to see it. I thought that it reminded me a lot of older, lower-budget, horror movies that I grew up on VHS style stuff uh, it reminded me quite a bit of The House of the Devil which I like a lot it reminded me in, in some ways of 13 Ghosts not in, in quality but just in some of the story I guess a lot of these ghost stories have a lot of similarities um, but this is about a married couple who moves to a old house in the country in the wake of the tragic accidental death of their adult son. Wife is still grieving. I guess they're both still grieving, but the wife more openly, and they're going to get away from it all. Lo and behold, 
they stumble into the case of their career. Uh, House has a little <laughs> bit more to offer than they bargained for. A lot of great gore in this. I hear there were some mixed reviews of this movie, so I'll throw it over to Kevin. What did you think about this? I like this movie a lot, and I love the fact that you just said it gave you a Ty West vibe. One of my first bit. notes as I was watching this movie, and I'd seen this back when it first came out, or hit streaming anyway, and didn't really feel anything either way about it, but very Ty West vibe. I think the cast is great. It's very minimal. The settings are great. I, I really think there's only two locations that they shoot in the entire film. We have Barbara Crampton, Reanimator, Chopping Mall, You're Next. Uh, super, still super hot in her 60s. And actually, Dave, we were just talking about Channel Zero. She's in a season of Channel Zero, The Dream Door. Larry Fessenden's in this, The Last Winter, uh, which he <laughs> wrote and directed, starring Ron Perlman, our friend of the show. He's got a lot of ties to the horror world. Um, and he actually did a, a movie called When to Go, which keeps coming up. I think the story on first watch is difficult to follow for a very simple movie with very sparse dialogue. It is kind of tough. My second viewing, no, kind of knowing instead of wondering what was going on, was was way more enjoyable. So I think this might be one that first time around the track you might not quite follow it that that might be due to maybe a little bit of lazy script writing at times some of the dialogue is a little a little bit less than than great but there's a lot of nods to other horror movies in this and i think the gore is top notch like you said trent and ultimately, I think it's a movie that's pretty well paced. I think when you get to the climax, you sort of felt like you went on a ride. And uh, yeah, I dug it. I don't know if it was that everyone hated my pick so much that I was like, well, fuck it. I bet Trance is worse. Um, I don't know. I didn't like it at all. Like, And I watched it before I rewatched 13 Ghosts. It was, it was so cliche and yet didn't make any fucking sense at all. Like, it wasn't scary at all. Like, fucking, I thought The Conjuring was more scary than this fucking thing. Ugh, it was just like... Was scary. You should have was... picked The Conjuring, maybe. You should have picked The Conjuring, me. I... I would agree with both of you. <laughs> it was... I don't know, like, I thought the weird fire, like, burnt up, demon people weren't scary at all like i guess at any time there's a basement involved i guess it's like a little bit spooky but like as soon as like they got there and then like those the two like older people showed up i was like okay well obviously like the town has somehow put their money on this house murdering people like right off the bat and i'm not i'm not a quick to figure out the plot of films like i'm always like in the last scene of the movie i'm like oh oh okay interesting like no i knew it right away this is gonna be fucking the town is sacrificed fucking this family so they can prosper but it's like a fucking supernatural episode it's like an x-files episode i've seen it a thousand times um that's all i'm tired wow. of people calling women who have sex whores i'm fucking over it and what was there who was called was what was the whore in this 
Oh my god, they called the son's girlfriend a whore like 40 times. Like, you that brought was that a demon. whore into this house. That was a yeah. demon cat. That was a no, bad all, guy. That was not, that yeah. was not, I don't think it was an endorsement of the language of the demon. That's not what I'm I saying. I think part of being but like, a ghost. But that's like the whole thing. I don't fucking know. Listen. Part of being a ghost is you don't have to be PC anymore because you always find that they often, they have very foul language. Apparently. True. Just like me. True. Also, I would um, like to say I've sworn a thousand times more this episode because I had to make mm. up for last episode not swearing at all. So I'm sorry, guys. I, had to I noticed. Good fucking drop job. Some... Oh, you yeah. could have yes. sworn in front of I our was kids. toning it down, but uh, I've had I was afraid some of that. wine. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I'm not trying to drop bombs in front of the cute little children who I want to think I'm cool. Anyway. Um, if they're ever going to yeah. be cool, they're going to have to learn how to swear. True. Yeah, but uh, I'm not trying to taint, you know, tarnish their cute little. Anyway, Taints. doesn't that's a different episode. I'm to tarnish their don't say taint. Don't say taint. That's Guys. that's not appropriate. All right, uh, Dave, what did you think? Um, well, I see as we're uh, video chatting here that Trent's cameras faced up to the ceiling he's hiding his face i would be hiding my face too if i picked this movie this week <laughs> uh, such an epic genre such a wonderful classic genre that has, has been uh just completely perfected so many times yet trent did not feel the need to pick <laughs> one of these movies no um, thank you that it's streaming free on Prime. You're welcome. That was the only advantage is I didn't pay for it. I paid for 13 Ghosts. So I was super angry it's about that. It's only $3. That's all right. I know. I, I, I feel like, though, like when we have to do the rental, if it's like a movie that I uh, have never seen before and, and I see it for the first time and I love it, then it's like, oh, thanks for, you know, making me rent that. That's like buying me a beer. But then if you make me watch it and I don't like it, it's like me buying you a beer. Mm, true. Very, very you true. You know, cuz it's yes. like, you know, 3.99, 4.99, it's about, yeah. you know. By the time it's said and done, you're, you're out like $4.15. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even drunk. So wow. anyway, this movie, I will give it this. It almost saved everything for me at the end when all the gore happened. I gave a preemptive release uh, of some information to, to Trent about me not liking it for certain reasons that, uh, you know, three quarters of the way through, it kind of kicked into overdrive with the deaths. There yeah. was a lot of deaths at the end. I didn't like the stupid furnace people either, Cat. Yeah. I thought it wasn't scary. Um, white contact lenses, black contact lenses, those aren't scary to me. Glowing eyes, no thanks. Um, you know, when my money's on in the ghost movie, it's on the ghost that you never see. It's just a feeling mm, yeah. or a smell or a sense like that's super scary to me. And this week we just had all these like CGI affected creatures up in our face. And I was a little disappointed overall, even with this movie, even though it had some good deaths. Um, even though it had some decent acting, but I would say that the script was some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. And when you talk about throwback 80s stuff, like I'll watch that stuff. And even if it's made today and it's supposed to be like a throwback, like when it's like teenagers in like cut off jean jackets, riding BMX bikes, they can say whatever. But if you have like two adults in a room 
having a conversation that's completely unbelievable. It just extracts me from it. And I'm just like, fuck this movie. And <laughs> until everyone started dying and all the furnace people fully came out of the closet, I was not at all interested in this movie. I wasn't scared by it. It seemed like a soap opera. Um, and then, uh, you know, the end almost pulled it off for me. It's the only thing that prevented me from absolutely hating this. And it's not that it was a terrible movie, but if we're going to talk about ghost movies, there are some legendary ones out there. And I feel like we, we kind of missed uh, touching upon some of those. I've had some of the same problems with the movie. I didn't think, I thought that the choice to show so much of the furnace people was was a bad yeah. one. Um, they weren't particularly well done, although I think those were practical, better than a CGI metal band in my face with you know loudness loudness wars on film. Um, I thought that was a little suspect decision. The di the dialogue, the script is pretty bad. Um, I guess I thought that the atmospherics were pretty effective. I liked the old the older feel. I thought that it nailed the period really well. It had that creepy old house feel. I thought the house was scary. I thought there was a, a real sense of foreboding. Um, I loved the local tavern scene when they go to this very authentic throwback old hole in the wall for dinner and all the, you know, they get like the record scratch from the locals. And I thought it was all, <laughs> that was all very creepy. I did love the final act. I thought the final act was a lot of bang for your buck. And so I wouldn't do I think this is a great movie. No, not at all. But I do enjoy sometimes, you know, especially for me being a big fan of, of film generally and especially the evil side of things. I'm always like trying to chase the dragon, always looking for like the greatest thing. My expectations are very I always want to make the greatest choice. If I have two hours, and I have some time. I want to watch something. I really get like anxiety about making the best choice because I want to see the best thing that I can possibly see. So. I also like sometimes to just see something that I think shows the potential. This is a young, unaccomplished filmmaker and writer. He has written um, on a couple other movies. He directed a movie called Mohawk after this, which I haven't seen. But I think it's interesting to see some young talent that does show some promise do something like this and just kind of a fun, fun watch for me without maybe the kind of satisfaction that you would get from something uh, better and more classic, more assured filmmaking. Oh, well, thank you for depriving us of satisfaction this week. <laughs> no problem. It's my specialty. That's very artistic. That's a new frontier. So Ted Gagan, he actually has a shitload of credits on B horror movies. And this is only, he, he has only written and directed two, but he's in the Adam green world. So if you guys know Hatchet, the Hatchet series, he's sort of in like that Adam Green circle. Um, but Dave, I'm surprised that you didn't pick up on a, a lyric drop of yours that uh, happened in this movie. What? When Paul, the dad, is on the phone with the furnace company, he's all pissed off about the way the basement smells. He just goes, smells like smoke. Uh <laughs> Well, that's common, and whenever there's a fire, that's what people say. Um, that's where I stole um, it from. But there's a ton of there's a ton of nods to other horror movies in this too. Apparently, this movie was Ted Gaugan. Gagan, 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 Gagan. Yep. Apparently, it was Ted Gagan's love letter to Fulci. 
and he's acknowledged that this was based basically inspired by the Fulci movie The House by the Cemetery, which that was movie. a nineteen eighty one flick. Yeah, and it's another haunted New England home movie. I don't. I, I know Trent. You said they they buy a house out in the middle of nowhere, but it's, it's actually a New England a New England setting. And uh, the bar that you talked about, Trent, is called Buffalo Bills Bar. So nice nod there. But the one thing that I'd love to ask this guy about is there is a total nightmare on Elm Street moment when they're yeah. in the final act and yes. she's upstairs or Paul and Anne. Our two main characters are upstairs, and the townspeople are invading their house. She holds up a bunch of knives to Paul, and it looks just like Freddy's fingers. And then the next scene has one of the townspeople trying to run up the stairs where one of our, like, ash monsters just was, and he starts sinking in to the stairs as he's running up like Nancy did. And I was like, this, I wonder if he did that intentionally. I hope so. Had to be. If not, I've watched way too many fucking horror movies. I just, the end, I just, you didn't find out, like, what the entity was. They're like, oh, we, like, fucking let this entity in through the through the foundation of this house that we built. But, like, you never find out. And then in the end credits, like, through, like, newspaper clippings that they, like, flash on the screen, you find out that they've, like, revamped the house and they're selling it, selling it again. And I'm like... But they out. just killed everyone who is now trying to make this house still sacrifice people. I just don't understand. It just, it didn't come full circle for me. I feel like if they had me. a good writer, it could have been a good movie. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda. If I they mean, had the, the story together, like there was good effects, there was good acting, but the story just was not it was together so and bad. so drawn out. Even when we're, when they're at the bar... And everyone's, like, being mean to them. Like, that's not how you get people to stay in their house. You're very nice to them and make them <laughs> sure. feel welcome in the town. Yeah, and, like, this isn't how – they just didn't have it right. If I if I was the leader of a town that needed people to get murdered in a house, I'd fucking do it right. Well, it's another situation Cat of, like, when do, when do you – when have you picked up on enough cues – to leave the situation. So they're in the house for all yeah. of 10 minutes and their neighbors, Cat and Dave, show up. The guy hands Dave a glass of whiskey and then he's like, you know, this house is super fucked up, man. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, let's, let's go grab a burger. They walk in, record scratch. All the locals are like, those are the guys. I mean, at, at some, if I'm ever in like a small town and I go into like the local diner and everybody stops and just stares at me, I'm probably going to leave. Well, before I mean, that, um, I would have been out when the neighbor's wife handed me a note that says, get out. I probably, uh, even better. at that point, I'd be questioning uh, my residence here. But he didn't even give that to his wife. He was like, oh, okay, put that in my pocket. Like, no. During his, uh, so Dave, when the neighbor Dave was giving his speech about the house and, and the history, did you notice he dropped uh, the fact that the family who lived there before had allegedly been selling corpses to the university over in Essex County? It's a total reference to Miskatonic University from Reanimator because Barbara Crampton's oh. in this flick. 
Ah, I missed that. Oh, nice. fuck off. Um, okay. Well, and that also, makes sorry, nice one, la one last nice thing one. and I'll shut up, uh, especially because my internet's acting super hokey and I might drop off. The whiskey that they're drinking in the entire movie, yeah. if you look at it, it's got that mm -hmm. big B&J whiskey logo, which is just &J. paying. It's paying off. Well, it's actually paying homage to J&B whiskey, which I immediately picked up. Was I was like, yo, that's what. RJ McGreedy is drinking in the thing the whole time. But apparently there's a couple uh, Italian horror movies uh, from the 70s which were really big on f uh, featuring J&B Scotch. Yeah. I've seen that's that. That's what got I've me, seen though. That is that they're like, oh, have some whiskey. I'm like, that's not whiskey. That's Scotch. Yeah. It's J&B. $6 a pour. It's no, it's B&J, Cat. B&J. Sorry. Sorry. She's dyslexic. Well, it's kind of, there's a lot of that stuff in the movie. And it is, it is admittedly a, a little bit of a horror fan geek thing. You can pick out all these things. And, and I, I go for that kind of stuff. I know it's not for everyone. It doesn't always make for the best movie. And I think Gagan is like part of, of this sort of a, a crew of like underground filmmakers that maybe are underground for a reason, but it is kind of fun to pick out you know, little things like that, that you'd have to be pretty familiar with the, with the canon to, you know, little Easter eggs fun. Yeah. It wasn't enough for me. Up your standards. Up. <laughs> well, I can't I'm up wait. Mine. I, up yours. I'm very excited for next week. We can watch some good movies. Now, the other team, Surely will uh, <laughs> oh present God. to no, us. We already got our picks. It's good. I already know that. Yeah, what, what are they again? Contagion and Wreck. Contagion. And what? And Wreck. 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 Is that, is that online? Oh, you said it was on Crackle? The yeah, musical Rent. film yeah. Rent? Yes, Rent. Yeah, yes. we're doing Rent. It is terrifying. Well, we're talking so about things that go though, viral. That, is a, that could be Outbreak. Interesting that you outbreak. chose that one over, uh, oh, the quarantine, no. <laughs> over Quarantine, the remake. Quarantine's Why? good. I just, I, I just thought you would. I thought you would be more of a quarantine guy. Is that like a sarcastic stab in nope. my taste? No, I'm just, I don't, making conversation. No, this is a podcast. We're podcasting. I don't well, know. Dave and I had talking a, shit for the last fucking Yeah, hour this has been a big picks. shit talking episode. Funny. Dave and I were bouncing around a bunch of picks, and we were kind of like, I had some foreign, and I had some, you know, more recent American, and we were just kind of, if Dave picked this, then I'd go here, and, and That's vice a good way versa. to do it, to team up and sort of talk about it. Yeah, that, that way right. you don't end up with two stinkers in one week. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys know. You guys know what I mean. Of course you know. Never again will well, I pick a fucking movie without consulting Trent. Contagion. Okay? I'm so sorry. No, I, I'm, I'm glad that I, in my mind I was like, there's two different things. It's either Kat saw this when she was a kid and it scared the crap out of her because she was a kid. Or she Googled it and the word ghost came up because That's it's in the title. That's not what I did. Like Trent was saying. I believe that you saw it as a kid because this is your era. Yes. This is where yeah, I so thrive. I, I believe that. Is the meta... Movies that start with ghost. 90s <laughs> film. Trent, I'm about to fucking come through this iPad Cat. in a fucking second. Oh. Cat, wait till you're dead. Wait till you're dead and yes. get him. Haunt me well, and prove me wrong about the ghosts while you're at it. Haunt, Apparently yes. I won't haunt because him. you're going to have to believe in ghosts. I can't with this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, she's quitting again, folks. Don't quit, From Kat. now on, Kat, will you will you just quit on Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>